بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه والذين اتبعوهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين We are talking as you all know about remembering Allah سبحانه وتعالى Remembering Allah عز وجل is to be conscious of His presence Remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to be heedful that Allah azza wa jal is watching us. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Worship Allah as if you see Him. Because if you do not see Him, He sees you. Therefore, it's very important for us to develop a perception of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We cannot be fully involved in remembering Allah if our feelings about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are dry. If our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is distant. We feel that Allah is far away from us and we only know Him through a shadowy perception. We need to improve our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we do that by improving our knowledge concerning Allah Azza wa Jal. The more we know about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more we will be able to conceptualize who Allah Azza wa Jal is. And when we conceptualize who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is according to our finite minds, because again, our finite minds cannot comprehend Allah Azza wa Jal. Allah is above our limits and our abilities to comprehend. But the more we know of Him, the more we bring of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala into our lives, the more we bring of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala into our hearts. And therefore, when we know Allah Azza wa Jal, we will be aware of His presence, watching us, seeing us. Remember the example that we shared last time, when I look at you or when you look at me, the mechanism through which that works is when your image is reflected in my eye, is how you see me or how I see you. And when you look at me and when my image is reflected in your eye is how you you see me. Likewise, when we know the realities of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and those realities are reflected in our hearts and we see Allah in our heart's eye, is this how we develop closeness to Allah? Our hearts can mirror to us something about Allah. But for the heart to mirror to you the realities of Allah, your heart has to be pure. Because just like a mirror, if the mirror is murky, you cannot see on it good images. The images become murky and not clear. But if the mirror is clear, then you can see good images. Likewise, when the heart is pure, the person will become closer to Allah Azza wa Jal. Allah Azza wa Jal says in the Quran, يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالٌ وَلَا بَنُونَ إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَى اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٌ The day when no children and no wealth will be of benefit, except the one who comes to Allah with a pure heart. Having said that, 
How do we remember Allah? Now we want to take the concept of remembering Allah and apply it into increments in different aspects to our lives. So how do we remember Allah? A believer remembers Allah with his tongue, heart, and limbs. You remember Allah with your tongue, heart, and limbs. Let's talk today about remembering Allah with the tongue. For us to remember Allah with the tongue, there are four applications. There are four applications to remembering Allah with the tongue. Those applications are monitoring its speech, praising Allah, calling upon Him, and reading the Qur'an. So there are four applications to remembering Allah with the tongue. Application number one, tongue monitoring. Tongue monitoring. It means that you monitor what you say in order to ascertain that only good speech come out of your mouth. Only good speech comes out of your mouth. And good speech does not mean only saying religious statements. Does not only saying only religious statements. Good speech entails advice, enjoining on good, forbidding evil, but also pleasant speech, such as solacing, encouraging, and welcoming. All of that could be grouped under good speech. And tongue monitoring as a form of remembering Allah safeguards a believer from evil speech. Evil speech not only entails lying, backbiting, slandering, maligning, boastful speech, but also any speech that causes undue pain and sadness to others. The Prophet said, Subabul Muslimi Fisuq. Cussing at a Muslim is an act of dissoluteness. Cussing at a Muslim is an act of dissoluteness. This hadith could be translated also when a Muslim cusses. It is an act of dissoluteness. And both translations are needed to convey the Arabic meaning that is contained in this statement. Subabul Muslimi Fisuq. Also the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, لَيْسَ الْمُؤْمِنُ بِالطَّعَانِ وَلَا اللَّعَانِ وَلَا الْفَاحِشِ الْبَذِيِّ A believer is neither a calumniator nor a cursor. And he is neither lewd nor obscene. This is how a believer should be. Those two statements from the Prophet ﷺ charge us with the responsibility of clearing our speech from ill expressions. This is due to the fact that a believer must not be marked as one who curses, swears, or utter ill statements. It does not befit being a believer to say such statements. Also the Prophet ﷺ said a very important statement about the tongue. He said in one hadith narrated by Imam At-Tirmidhi, إِذَا أَصْبَحَ بْنُ آدَمْ فَإِنَّ الْأَعْضَاءَ كُلَّهَا تُكَفِّرُ اللِّسَانِ تَقُولْ إِتَّقِ اللَّهَ فِينَا 
فَإِنَّمَا نَحْنُ بِكْ فَإِنِ اسْتَقَمْتَ اسْتَقَمْنَا وَإِنِ اعْوَجَجْتَ اعْوَجَجْنَا Every morning the limbs beg the tongue saying to it, Fear Allah regarding us, because we take after you. If you are straight, we will be straight too. And if you are crooked, we will be crooked too. So every time you wake up, there is an internal dialogue that is taking place between your limbs to your tongue. Your limbs say to your tongue, Fear Allah regarding us, because we take after you. If you are straight, we will be straight too. If you are crooked, we will be crooked too. You know what that means? That has a serious implication. If I cannot control my tongue, I cannot control the rest of my body. And if I am able to control my tongue, I will be able to control the rest of my body. I will be able to control my eyes, my ears, my hands, my legs, and my sensuality. If you are able to control your tongue, you've got the rest of your body under control. You will rule over your emotions. Therefore the Prophet says, Whoever guarantees for me two things, I will guarantee for him Jannah. His tongue and his private part. Whoever guarantees the use of those things, body parts, meaning you use them appropriately, correctly, without violating the law. Whoever guarantees that for the Prophet ﷺ, the Prophet ﷺ guarantees for you the Jannah. Just like if you go to buy a car, and you say, if you guarantee that you change the oil every 3,000 miles, we guarantee for you that this car will last you so many years or so many miles. Also the Prophet ﷺ is telling us, whoever guarantees proper use of his tongue and his private area, the Prophet ﷺ guarantees for him Jannah. That shows us how important it is to use our tongue properly. And also this hadith has another implication. And that is, whatever you say, your body parts believe it. If you say bad things, I will never get over this issue, I will never be healed, I will never be strong again, I will never be able to do this and that. If you keep repeating this broken record, this junk, you will not be able to do it. Because your body parts will believe that. But if you say good things to yourself, say, I will be able to do it. I am able to overcome this stumbling block. This stumbling block, I'm going to make out of it a stepping stone. The life is throwing me a curve. But Allah is going to straighten me up with this curve. When you say to yourself good speech, that means your body is going to believe it. And when your body believes it, that generates a new ability by the help of Allah to be stronger person than otherwise. The Prophet ﷺ realized that one of the daughters of Umar ibn al-Khattab, her name was... Asiyah. Asiyah. 
Asiya means disobedient. The Prophet ﷺ changed her name to be Jamila, beautiful. Because a person who goes through life being called Asiya, 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 they might believe that they are actually disobedient. But if a person being called beautiful, 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 he might believe it that he is beautiful, then he needs to act beautifully too. So what you say to yourself affects how you perceive yourself. So you can apply this hadith in that aspect. If you say bad things to yourself about yourself, you're going to believe it and that will inhibit your development. But if you say good things to yourself about yourself, that will carry you on to a higher level. Also the Prophet ﷺ said an important statement about the relation of the tongue to the faith that we have. He said, مَنْ كَانَ يُؤْمِنُ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ فَلْيَقُلْ خَيْرًا Whoever believes in Allah and the last day should say good speech or remain quiet. That is very important. Because when you say good speech, good things happen. When you say bad speech, bad things happen. I do not suggest for you to try it, but if you go home and you say bad things, bad things will happen. If you go home and you say good things, good things will happen. Therefore, it's very important for us to say good things. When we say good things, good things happen. And when we say bad things, bad things happen. Therefore, the Prophet says, Whoever believes in Allah and the last day, let him say good speech, or otherwise, be quiet. That means... The tongue is like the dipstick of faith. You know, dipstick is used to measure the liquid content of an underground tank. If you want to know how much liquid there is in an underground tank, they have a dipstick, they take it, they dip it, they take it out, and they see the water mark. Likewise, your tongue is your dipstick that tells you how much faith you have in your heart. The Prophet says, whoever believes in Allah and the last day, that's his faith, let him say good speech or otherwise remain quiet. This statement tells us that what you say tells you how much faith you have in your heart. For example, if you go to a doctor and you tell the doctor that you have some kind of ailment and sicknesses and stomach ache, they say, stick your tongue. I remember that when I used to go to the doctor. The minute you go to the doctor, stick your tongue and they have flashlight. Say, what are they looking for? I mean, I'm having pain in my bag and he's telling me, stick my your tongue. <laughs> but as a matter of fact, the doctor by looking at the tongue can tell if a person has some kind of illnesses, deficiencies in vitamins, some kind of internal inflammation, uh, infections. You know, a person went to the doctor and he says to him, I see spots. 
Everywhere I look, I see spots. And the doctor told him, stick your tongue. He put his tongue out. He looked at his tongue. He told him, did you see a doctor? He said, no, I only see spots. (laughs) So the doctor, by looking at your tongue, can tell if you have some kind of illnesses. Likewise, by you listening to what you say, can tell how you are doing spiritually. By hearing what you say, you can tell how you are doing spiritually. So my advice to me and to yourself today is to hear what you say. Bitter remarks, critical speech, sarcasm, hear what you say. Bitter remarks are indications of unresolved anger that is leaking out. That is the the definition. Dirty speech is an indication of filthy mind and soul. Critical speech is an indication of an envious heart and insincerity. A person who just criticizes every project that is about to rise. They all criticize. This is an indication of envy. Sarcasm which is an utterness designed to cut or to give pain, is an indication of arrogance or dissatisfaction. So we need to hear what we say. Good speech, encouragement, healthy talks, salisment, is an indication of goodness in the heart. Because you say good speech or otherwise remain to be quiet. If you say good speech, that means there is goodness inside, and inshaAllah goodness will happen on the outside. The greatest indication of maturity and piety is correct use of the tongue. Let's hear what the Prophet said about the tongue and the seriousness of what we say. He said, إِنَّ الْعَبْدَ لَيَتَكَلَّمُ بِالْكَلِمَةِ مَا يَتَبَيَّنُوا مَا فِيهَا يَهْوِي بِهَا فِي النَّارِ أَبْعَدَ مَا بَيْنَ الْمَشْرِقِ وَالْمَغْرِبِ Verily a man will say a statement without paying attention to its impact As a result of that, he drops in the hell a distance greater than the distance between east and west. SubhanAllah. Every sarcasm, bitter remark, backbiting, maligning, settle in a window, put down, slandering, every gossip is a reason for any one of us to fall in hell a great distance. When somebody talks to you about a problem and you're not part of that problem, nor you are part of the solution, that means this person is gossiping to you. You need to make sure that do not allow anyone to use your ears as landfills. (laughs) Many people want to use people's ears as landfills. They want to fill them with all this garbage. Tell them, listen, you're talking to me about a problem, I am not part of the problem, nor I can help you with a solution. So you're talking to the wrong person. And that is called gossiping, backbiting. Go talk about your problem to somebody who is able to help you in this aspect. The Prophet ﷺ says, Should I tell you what is al-abhu? They said, what is al-adhu? He said, it is gossiping, transmitting what people say. 
Yes, when I talk to you about something, it's, there is a trust, confidentiality. Then when you take what I say to you and you go and publicize it, that is al-adhu. The Prophet said, this is al-adhu, the transmitting of talks between people creates many social diseases. Also backbiting. The Prophet says, do you know what is backbiting? They said, Allah and His Messenger know best. He said, backbiting is mentioning about your brother while he is not present what he dislikes. Someone said to the Prophet ﷺ, what if what I said is true of my brother? The Prophet ﷺ said, if it's true, it is backbiting. And if it is not, you have committed an act of calumniation, buhtan. Which means to utter maliciously false statements, charges, imputations about another. Backbiting brothers and sisters is a very dangerous social disease. It puts the whole ummah at dis-ease. And if you want to know the seriousness of this sin, the Prophet ﷺ said, for a person to acquire one dirham, through riba is more haram than committing 30 acts of fornication. And then the Prophet says, the highest form of riba for a person to talk about the honor of his brother. Can you imagine that? So it's a serious sin. The Prophet tells us, when he was ascended to heaven, he said, I saw people who have nails made from copper, copper nails. And they were scratching their faces and their chests. The Prophet ﷺ said, who are those people, O Jibreel? He said, those people are the ones who were eating the flesh of the people and they were talking about their reputations and honor. Those are the backbiters. Also the Prophet ﷺ said one time, Ya ma'ashara man amana bilisanihi wa lam yu'min biqalbihi O people who believed in their tongue but you did not believe in your heart. Do not backbite the Muslims and do not follow their faults because whoever follow their faults, Allah will follow his fault. And whoever Allah follows his faults, Allah will expose him. So that shows us the danger of the sin. This is a grand sin. In some circumstances, it's allowed to say, to talk about another person. For example, inquiring about marriages. Somebody comes to you and says, well, so and so is asking me to marry my daughter. What do you think about him? And you know this person is a druggie. You tell him, no, I'm not going to say anything. At that moment, you have to say what you know about that person. Another concession for backbiting is for identification purposes. Which means, you're not saying anything to belittle somebody, but you are saying about this person a statement to identify him. 
for example, me and you talking about somebody and you are not able to recognize the name. I tell you the brother who is tall, the brother who is short, the brother who is blonde. See, this is for identification purposes. But if a person mentions an attribute or a trait about another to belittle that person, this is backbiting. You know that? You know, if a person, yeah, he, you're talking about this person, you say, yeah, yeah, this shorty. Yeah, yeah, this fatty person. You are just mentioning a trait about that person to belittle that person. This in of itself is a great sin. One time the Prophet ﷺ was talking to one of his wives. And she said about another wife, she said about Safiya, Oh, it's enough that she is short. The Prophet ﷺ got upset. And he said to her, you have said a statement. If it is to be mixed with the water of the sea, it will corrupt it. If this expression to be mixed with the water of the sea, it will lose its purity. And the importance of this statement, we know that the Prophet said about Al-Bahr, he said, Al-Hillu Maytituhu At-Tahuru Ma'uhu. The Prophet said about the sea, the water of it is pure, meaning you can use it for wudu and to rinse yourself. So you want to imagine that the water of the ocean is pure, you can use it for wudu. And if you take that expression that was said, and somehow you turn it into liquid, and then you pour that liquid into the water, it will contaminate the water so you cannot use it with wudu. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine if somebody pours some kind of liquid in the water of the ocean, and then due to that, you cannot use it anymore for purification. That means, what was mixed with the water is very potent, very strong. The Prophet ﷺ said, this statement that you said about this person, she is short, if it was to be mixed with the water of the ocean, it will contaminate it. It will cause it to be contaminated. That shows us how careful we should be in order not to allow our tongue to say things that might be sinful. And we live in an environment, we live in a society, where talking about people becomes a show. This is a talk show, and they're talking about people, backbiting this person, backbiting that person, ridiculing another person, it becomes a show. And people get into that, and they buy into that. Whereas we have to be very careful that talking about people is not a show. Talking about people is a grand sin. And we need to remember Allah Azza wa at all times. Be conscious of Allah's presence in order to use this awareness to control this tongue. And see how Allah Azza wa created the tongue in a special way. He put that how tall is the tongue? Five inches? Three inches? It's a flexible muscle or tissues. He put it in the housing. 
and surrounded this housing with teeth. And then there are lips, and the lips shut down. So your tongue is not available outside. In order for you to know that there must be protection around this tongue. Unlike your finger, it's sticking out everywhere, you know. Your eyes, your ears, but your tongue, this three inches of tissues can determine where you go, can determine your future. What you say has eternal consequences. Eternal consequences. We need to reflect upon that. We need to draw all of our mental awareness to remember that Allah is watching us. To remember that we fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in order not to say anything negative. As you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also said in the Quran very important verses concerning backbiting. Allah azza wa jal says, أَيُحِبُّ أَحَدُكُمْ أَنْ يَأْكُلَ لَحْمَ أَخِيهِ مَيْتًا Would any one of you like to eat the flesh of his dead brother? You will hate it. This is the imagery that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is painting for us in the Quran. It's the imagery of a person who is eating the flesh of his brother. Can you imagine a person sinking his teeth in the arm or the ribs of his brother while the blood is seeping and dripping from the sides of his mouth? You would think that is a gruesome picture. Very awful, very gory. This is the picture that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is painting for the person who backbites. Because he's eating the reputation of his brother and his brother is not there to defend himself. So backbiters are simply cannibals. They are the cannibals of reputations. You need to remember brothers and sisters, the shaitan uses what you say to bring negativity, doubt and ill feelings to destroy our brotherhood. To bring discouragement to others, to germinate enmity, to bring frustrations to others, to bring pain to others, to wound others. One poet said, "Shirahatu sinani lahal tiamun, wala yaltamu ma jarahal lisanu." The wounds caused by the sword could be healed, but the wound caused by the tongue may not. So the point is, what you say has eternal consequences and what you say is very useful. The shaitan could use it to destroy brotherhood. The shaitan can use it to bring discouragement to others. It's not only what you say, it's what you say and what the shaitan then takes it as an opportunity. So you say something, and it's not, it's not going to stop at that moment. When you say something, it's not going to stop at that level. The shaitan uses what you say to bring negativity to others. See, he said that, he meant this, he meant that. That's what he has in mind. And then the shaitan starts having fertile ground to build his empire of deceit. He is the deceiver. And what you say 
brings about, you know, friction, it brings about strife in relationships. All of that comes from what you say, the power of what you say, and how the shaitan is using what you say to destroy brotherhood. Therefore, it's very important for us to really understand and to pay great attention to what we say, because what we say has eternal consequences. Let me conclude with one hadith that is very important concerning this uh, use of the tongue. The Prophet says, truthfulness leads to goodness, and goodness leads to Jannah. A man will say the truth until he is prescribed by Allah as a truthful. Whereas lying leads to dissoluteness, dissoluteness leads to hell. A man will keep on lying until he is prescribed by Allah as a liar. So a proper use of the tongue is to say truthful speech. Not to lie. Train yourself to say truthful speech. A great deal of efforts, resources and time are wasted because of lying. And lying is one of the sins that destroys relationships, causes problems, causes wars, causes people to hate one another, causes countries to fight one another, causes kingdoms to fall. All of that because of lying. And besides, lying is a very low trait. Even people who were not believers did not want to be known as liars. Uh, when Abu Sufyan عنه, before he was a Muslim, he went on a business trip to Asham. And he got there in the same time when the Prophet ﷺ has sent his uh, risala, his message to Hiracul, Hercules. So when Hercules was there and he received this letter, he said, who is here in Sham from the area where this letter came from? So they brought Abu Sufyan who was the leader of the caravan. Then... He said to the people who, who came with him, he said, I'm going to ask him questions about this person. And if he does not say the truth, tell me. And he asked him, who is he? What is his genealogy? What he calls for? Who follows him? And Abu Sufyan in that circumstance, he said, if it was not that I do not want to be identified as a liar, I would have lied to Hercules in order not to give Hercules true information about the Prophet And when he left that meeting, he said, لَقَدْ أَمِرَ أَمْرُ إِبْنْ The affair of the son of Abi Kapsha became now very significant. So he does not want to be known as a liar, even though at that time he was not a Muslim. But it does not befit a person's dignity, integrity, whether he is a Muslim or not, to be identified as a liar. So brothers and sisters, we really need to monitor what we say. When you call the customer service of a company, when you call a customer service of a company, and usually they put you on hold after 5-10 minutes, you get somebody to speak with. You usually hear the following message. It says, for quality assurance, this conversation may be recorded. Right? 
for training purposes and quality assurance, this conversation may be recorded. Huh? Our monitor. Our, or, monitor. or monitored. Well, let it be known for all of us that everything you say is recorded and monitored for quality assurance. So I hope that will be a reminder for us to use this piece of tissue, five inches piece of tissue that is housed in, inside the casing with teeth and lips to use it properly. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabiyyina Muhammad.